G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. It is Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby, your favourite Saturday morning breakfast radio show. We classified as breakfast. I don't even know, Hayes, but we're the best regardless. Good morning to you. Good morning, Beaver. Yeah, we're the only one out there, so that's probably why <laughs> we are the best. But uh, quiet, isn't it, really, mm. on the sporting front? We had the State of Origin. That was enjoyable game one. Bit of cricket going on, but we're not going to have any cricket here in WA with a big bash. Those fixtures will be confirmed later in the year or the new year, but at the moment, there's no joy for us West Aussies when it comes to cricket. No, there certainly isn't. Uh, look, there's a lot of trade stuff going on at the moment. Obviously, trades are actually able to be done this week. We'll be hearing about uh, what Peter Bell had to say in a couple of minutes about that, particularly relating to Jesse Hogan and, and what maybe some of their plans are for list management going forward. But it's it's a relief. I love my summer sports. I love basketball more than the average human. But right now, this is a really lovely period in, in the year where you can just take a breath you can think about Christmas. We're only eight weeks away or something. I usually get angry when the shops put that stuff in, but do you know what? I need that time off from sport, Hayes. I need that time off. The dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. I'm going to hand you the new ball. I'm, I'm Let me at him. Let me at him. You go. Well, I want to have a dig at the trade period. Now, I do Look. like the trade period, the two weeks. It is great for the game and the AFL. They dominate uh, the media landscape through that period. But this free agency, now, it's very difficult to understand. I reckon most of the punters aren't right across it. You might not be right across it. So I'm going to go through. But I, I think the frustration comes from whether you are unrestricted or you're restricted. Mm. So when you've done eight years of service at a club, you're unrestricted. So you can just walk to another club, away you go, and the AFL then gives a compensation pick to Mm. that club that you leave. And that's it. No questions asked. When you're restricted, that is six years. So you can nominate a club of your choice, but the club that you're leaving gets a chance to obviously match that offer. Jeremy Cameron situation. Jeremy Mm. Cameron and also Brad Crouch, as we've seen throughout the week. And they determine the compensation pick based on a number of different things, length of contract and all this type of stuff. The weather in Melbourne that day, yep. Do we need that? I don't think we need the unrestricted. Sorry, the restricted. I think they should all be unrestricted. But the way that we should determine the compensation is not linked to that team's draft pick. So Mm. how they do it is it's the pick after your first round pick or the pick after your second round. I think there should be an independent panel put together to say, okay, based on these factors, we're going to award you pick 35 or pick 22. Nothing to do with that team's actual first pick Mm. in the draft because it does become pretty complex Mm -hmm. and who knows whether the AFL are doing the right thing. They're basically making it up and sometimes that's not a fair system to all the clubs involved. Independent group of people, a panel put together, come up with the right pick and away you go. And then we would have these deals done straight away and we won't have to worry about uh, waiting for a week for them to play out. Yeah, but then the AFL wouldn't have themselves in the news cycle for a month, Hayes. You've got to think about the poor old league. No, in, in, all, in all seriousness, though, I agree with what you're saying. It's a bit of a schmozzle. This is what free agency has done. It was a, a sort of a, a, a tiered sort of introduction in the way it worked um, from when it came in. I think about 2012, I think it was, might have been the first season. But... I've, I've recently thought this, and I know that Adam Trelaw is not a free agent. This is a whole separate situation arising out of it. But the Adam Trelaw situation highlights to me what free agency was. Obviously, he came from GWS. Um, 
And it's put the AFL in a situation which I don't think they really enjoy being in. And it's playing out with Collingwood at the moment, which is, are we a traditional family club type of sport or are we a hardcore business? And I think the AFL is in that really difficult period now because you've got club like Collingwood who prides itself on family. We've had Eddie Maguire on multiple shows over the years and he says, it doesn't matter if you play one game or 300, you are family. Well, you don't kick family out, especially when you have nothing negative to say about them or their attitude or anything like that. And I think the AFL is at a point now where it needs to decide pretty quickly whether we're a business or whether we are a traditional thing um, entity and we want to hold on to those traditions. What do you want? I like, I, I like business. I, I, I want it to be one or the other because in the reality is that the Adam Trelaw situation is exactly what happens in major American sporting leagues mm. and other sporting leagues. You pay these guys loads of money for whatever reason you decide you don't want them and you move on from them and you trade them. Look at the uproar with Adam Trelaw right now. But it will get resolved. It's an uproar for a period of time. And, and will he's it? Upset. Do you think it will get resolved this year? Absolutely. He'll move on. He's come out uh, yesterday and said mm. that he will look elsewhere. Just needs another club to come for him. Yeah. And, look, I think Collingwood have a really weak hand mm-hmm. now because they don't want him. He yeah. doesn't want to be there now. Yeah. So another club is going to pick up a bargain. They will probably mm. get him, obviously, his five-year deal. But Collingwood will pick up maybe three hundred, four hundred thousand of that because it is untenable when he goes back. But the players they have power right now. We saw Dunkley; he's made his decision. decision as well. There's plenty of players that have walked out. The clubs traditionally haven't had too much power. They're taking a bit back now. Mm. But you're right; the AFL need to make that decision. And this is what happens with free agency: you give the players through unrestricted free agency the power. The clubs eventually get shitty and they start making decisions for themselves. That is the dig for another week here on Off the Bench. Peter Bell, the GM of football at the Fremantle Dockers, joins us next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning. Big news this week, the trade period in the AFL. It hasn't technically kicked off, but trades were actually getting done. Uh, One of the biggest from a WA point of view, of course, was Jesse Hogan. He's been shipped off to the Greater Western Sydney Giants after two mediocre seasons at the Fremantle Dockers and the Fremantle GM of football. Peter Bell was good enough to give our own Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon a bit of time earlier in the week. G'day, Hayes. Carl, listeners, uh, great to be here. What did you make of it, mate? The Jesse Hogan era at the Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, it was a brief era, that's for sure, and (laughs) Jesse had come across for a couple of years. And, look, everyone is aware um, that, that it was a significant a cost to get Jesse across to the club. Um, we had hoped that it would have turned out a lot better. I'm sure that Jesse would have hoped that it turned out a lot better. But it got to a stage where um, it was in our best interests and Jesse's best interests that he pursue his uh, football career elsewhere, and that will be with the GWS Giants. So um, a late pick, third-round pick, um, obviously. Um, and and it, it's a very obvious statement to say that you know it cost us a lot. Um, it hasn't turned out, so as a football club, we take accountability for that um, and, and we have to move on. Uh, what it does allow us to do is it frees up quite a bit of TPP space, um, given that Jesse's walked away from his contract and uh, it potentially allows us to do some other things as well. Hey, Pete, it's sad, isn't it, really? I mean, look, the, the warning signs were there and, you know, I, I for one, I, I made some contact with some key stakeholders at your footy club at the time and, you know, just relayed a, a few of the different things that I'd heard about the place in the market, some information that I got out of the Melbourne Football Club and it, it you, you hope, don't you, that when you invest in somebody that they invest in the return and and for whatever reason he just hasn't been able to just 
keep himself, I suppose, on the straight and narrow. Just silly little things like the latest little scenario when it comes to inviting a, a female into a hotel room when you know you shouldn't. I mean, just things like that are just disrespectful. We, we had a lot of meetings with, with Jesse and his management and we spoke to a lot of people and, and there were a lot of things out on the table. Um, but, but clearly, um, we, we emphasised our discussions most of all with, with Jesse and collectively because these decisions, Carl, as you know, they're, they're not made by one person, two people, three people. They're an all-of-club decision, particularly when everything is out on the table or, or as much as you, you think is, can be out on the table is. So... Uh, that was our approach. Like I said, it didn't work out. Uh, a, a few things didn't go Jesse's way as well. Um, and people forget that um, in his first season, he re-injured that navicular. That's a really serious injury that he sustained first time around at Melbourne. Uh, that meant there was a long time in rehab, which can be a, a lonely place, but particularly when you're starting out at a new club, it's, it's not a great spot to be, to be in two long rehabs in the first year that you're there. And it's well documented also that uh, Jesse needed to step away from football for a period of time, which, which he did. And I thought when he came back, he, he actually uh, blew us away with how good he was going, considering that he had to train by himself for a long time. He, he wasn't in the program for a long time. And he came back. And I think we, we saw very late in the season, um, uh, with performances against North Melbourne and Western Bulldogs that spring to mind, that he's still um, capable of some very, very good football. And we genuinely wish him the best um, in that at GWS. More of our chat with Peter Bell coming up here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. More of Peter Bell hitting your airwaves in a moment if you've missed uh, the part of our chat from earlier today. This is him catching up with our very own Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon earlier in the week. This is post the Jesse Hogan trade. Uh, he talks about a whole range of different issues. Obviously, the way that Jesse was at the club, uh, whether or not it worked in the long run, whether or not uh, they think he has a future at AFL level at the GWS Giants. We'll continue our chat with Peter Bell now. There's no doubt that he has natural talent. Look at the time, mate. It was obviously a very different uh, power play at Freo. You had Steve Rossich as your CEO and you had Ross Lyon as your coach. How have things been since you've made a transition? I mean, we're 12 months down the track now. It's been a really difficult year. Uh, your senior coach has, um, has walked into something that we would have never dreamt him walking into. Simon Garlick, your CEO, who we've spoken to on this, this program a few times already, seems to have his finger right on the pulse. It's a significant change at the top end of your football club. There has been significant change and, and that's been exciting. And I think Justin particularly has held himself exceptionally well. He, he's made a great connection with the, with the playing group. And, and I think um, people can see that, the way that the guys are applying and um, adopting to what Justin uh, wants them to and how he wants them to play. Um, it, it was difficult at times, as it was for all the clubs, but particularly those clubs that had new coaches, I don't think it can be underestimated how difficult it is, the, the lack of ability to train together, to get to get the groups together. When you're trying to roll out a, a new game plan, team defence, all these types of things that footy fans love, you need to have time with all your players and get out there and practice as a group. So the ability, first of all, of Justin and the coaches to teach the players in those circumstances, in the COVID circumstances, and the ability of the players themselves to apply the principles that the coaches wanted them to, I thought was a step in the right direction. 
but by no means uh, anyone at Fremantle comfortable with where, where we finished. There's a lot of work to do. We want to continue to improve our consistency, and we want to get better. And, and a few areas that we'll be focusing on that um, all of our fans will be well aware of is, is you know, our, our mid-forward transition. That's been a bit of a missing link. I thought we made some inroads into that in the last month or so, but that clearly will be a focus over the, the off-season pre- and pre-season period. Bally, you've got a lot of key defenders, and some of them can go forward next year. But with Jesse going out, it makes you a little bit vulnerable to the naked eye in the front half. We look at the key forwards. If Matty Tabernar were to get injured, Rory Lobb down there as well. I know Cox can go forward. He's done that in the past. But does this mean there's salary cap room for you to potentially target a key forward through this trade period? Look, I think more than likely we'll be going to the draft more than more than the, the trades. Uh, you never say never, and we're, we're looking at a few different scenarios and we're constantly workshopping David Walls and his team. But, look, we're really pleased with Matt Taberner's year, uh, clearly in the All-Australian squad of 40. Um, with him and Rory Lobb, I think they're two and three for contested marks in the competition. So that's exciting. What we need to do better is get the ball into mm. them more often and more to their advantage. So I think those two, injuries permitting, make a pretty formidable duo. The other forward that we do have on the list is also a pretty good midfielder. So Nat, Nat Fife also, we think, could spend a bit of time forward. Uh, Sam Sturt is another that, OK, he's 188 centimetres, so he's not your key position, but he is very, very quick and kicked three goals on debut before getting a syndesmosis injury early in the season. So we think that mixture is still pretty threatening, particularly if we can move the ball a bit better and, again, to their advantage, those forwards. Brennan Cox is a really flexible player. He's, he's someone we could look at as well, but... I'm comfortable that uh, those forwards can kick us enough winning scores next year. More of Peter Bell coming up on the other side of the break. Keep it locked. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. More of Peter Bell's chat with Carl Langdon and our very own Paul Hazelby. Justin Long, we also spoke about the need for some outside run. A good, uh, skillful player on the outside. They're not easy to find. Jordan Clark sort of fits the profile. I know he's tied up with Geelong, but how is this um, playing out from your point of view? Yeah, look, I'm always reluctant to go into sort of details on individual players during trade period, particularly individual players that are are contracted. Uh, Jordan's a wonderfully talented player who had an unbelievable first season for Geelong and then for whatever reason struggled to crack into that uh, defence there this year. I know that he had a few injuries as well. So as with all of the young West Australians throughout the competition, we we monitor the situation, but in Jordan's case, he's he's a contracted player at Geelong. So... We monitor from afar and, and we'll see where that ends up. You could say the same about Connor Blakely, one of your own. Got a little bit of opportunity but wasn't preferred from Justin Longmuir. Where's this one at? Yeah, Connor, Connor wants to play every week and he's at that age, you know, 23, 24 and he's played some really good football and he would have been incredibly frustrated to find himself out of the team for long patches during the year. Uh, so where it sits is he is absolutely 100% aware that there are others in front of him right now. That doesn't mean things can't change. We've all been around football to know that things can change really quickly, whether it's through an outstanding pre-season or whether it's through injury or whatever the case may be, or um, suddenly you're getting the good looks and you're performing on on match day. So where it sits is um, Connor is absolutely aware of where he sits currently, and it's and it's up to him. He's a contracted player. He can come back and train the house down over pre-season and try and get one of those midfield spots. Or it's, he's well within his rights to have a look elsewhere where there might he might think and his management might think and family that there might be more opportunities. But absolutely, he's a contracted player, so um, um, I'm expecting Connor to be uh, at the footy club. 
Nice to have uh, Peter Bell in the studio, listeners. Uh, Doc is General Manager of Footy Operations, and we're going to pick more of his brains after this. And uh, for CMC Markets, award-winning platforms with over 30 years trading experience, just to update a couple of the other trades that happened today, Zach Langdon will join us tonight. He becomes an eagle on the back of the deal that the Dockers did with Jesse Hogan. Uh, as he was sent to the Giants, the Eagles sent pick, the, uh, pick 54 to the Giants, which the Dockers have picked up. Oleg Markov has gone from Richmond to the Suns for a future third-round pick. And the only other little bit of action that was done today was Adelaide Crouch. Uh, the Adelaide Crows won't match the offer, so it means that Brad Crouch heads to the Saints and Adelaide have got pick 23. Carl Langdon and Paul Hazelby from earlier in the week catching up there with Peter Bell. Hayes, before we go, um, interesting some of the things that, that Peter Bell said. He went on to say that obviously Jesse has an enormous amount of talent, which we've all known for a long period of time, hasn't been able to put it together. That trade was done under Peter Bell's watch. Sometimes you have to know when it has worked and when it hasn't, where to draw the line and when to move on and cut your losses. Do you like the decision to move on from Jesse Hogan? He's a good poker player. You've got to know when to fold him, and they folded him. Uh, it was a debacle, really, from the start. They probably should never have got involved. They gave up a really good player, probably Ben King from the Gold Coast. Imagine him playing for Fremantle right now with all their kids coming through. You'd say that they would be premiership contenders going forward. It's still going to hurt them. I get a feeling Jesse's going to go to the Giants and he's going to make it work and he's going to be a key link for them as well. So that will be hard for Docker supporters. But culturally, they've made the right decision. Justin Lomuel gets it the way that he wants and now he can go forward and build a culture that's going to win them that next, their first premiership. That is another edition of Off the Bench for another week. Hayes, thank you to you for your contributions as always and we'll catch you again next week right here on Off the Bench. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.